So we've done it. Yeah, we've done it. We've done yeah. it. We've started a podcast. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a podcast. <laughs> book club podcast this is our introductory episode real quick ladies give us a name and a fun fact about yourself give us a name any <laughs> name give us your name i'm fucking gun mark preferably <laughs> <laughs> your own name and a fun fact about yourself oh, God. <clears throat> okay you go first oh my name is alice and uh i'm in a reading slum that's my fun fact okay uh my name is ellen and my fun fact is i work in two bookshops very nice. Yeah, thank nice. you. Um, it's really is... fun. It's not that fun, is what I would say. <laughs> so my name is Nia, and fun fact, this question was sprung upon us, <laughs> and it's the worst question. Yeah, it felt like icebreakers, you know? It's like we're at a conference. It's like we've never met before. <laughs> we've never met before. Should we do a backstory of how we did meet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I was taking the break. Take the professional, please. Professional. Oh, that should have been my fun fact. Yeah, probably should have. My fun fact is that I have a YouTube channel. <gasps> Whoa. Um, everyone should subscribe, even though I only upload once every six weeks. I love to be in the presence of a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> a certified book celebrity. I do believe that someone did recognise me in Waterstones once, so... Wow. You're going to fight Logan Paul. Is that your next step? <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to box KSI. <laughs> That's my next... I forgot we were doing a podcast with KSI. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right, anyway. Um, we met all working in a bookshop and throughout, this was what, five months before COVID, before lockdown, we met. December 2019. November 2019. Oh, sorry. Well, so sorry. Right. Pinpoint moment in my life. <laughs> Me and Neil were already there. Yeah. I rocked up for about <laughs> six weeks. <laughs> I was like, see you later. I have got you go. <laughs> and I actually believe what started it was a horny book. I became obsessed with a book and forced you two to read it because you're my book friends and now the friendship has never died <laughs> we're still just sailing along coasting along just reading horny books just reading horny books talking about them loving them hating them and then we were like you know what we should do as all white people do start a podcast there's not enough there's not enough of white girls doing podcasts there really isn't i've actually never heard a podcast before so i don't <laughs> Is it on the radio? <laughs> it's actually The Archers on BBC Radio 4. <laughs> I wish I was on The Archers, my God. You just go into work, it doesn't, who cares what you look like? You're, you're pretending to be a farmer. You're just the voice of a farmer. Pretending to be a farmer? You know when you just pretend to be the voice of a farmer for a bit and then you're like, oh. Finally I can whip out my dungarees. <laughs> you say that as you wear dungarees. <laughs> the Archers is arguably one of the horniest mm. stage shows <laughs> It's a shade show. I don't know. It's a radio play. How do they film it? How do they record it? They all just are in boots. Just walk boots. 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 Shopping in boots. They're all in boots, and they walk around. They walk around. No, but they've got all the noises of like and door shutting. Foley artists. So that's what the people who do the noise of films. I can imagine they're. Do you know what? I have a lot of respect for like radio actors and voice actors because like you're not. Now you do. We're five minutes in. (laughs) Because you're not acting, are you? There's no one to. Acting is reacting, as they say. Whoa. Famously, as they say. <laughs> you tell Alice used to be on the stage? <laughs> yeah, I was on the stage. I very much enjoyed my time on the stage, actually, but I'm glad it's done. much prefer being uh, being able to edit. <laughs> 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 Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Anyway. anyway. I digress, yeah. 
five minutes in. I have digressed. I don't know if anyone's noticed. We are big fans of horny books. We religiously recommend and read horny books and then force each other to read them even if they're not great <laughs> arguably even if they're com- terrible <laughs> common theme is are they terrible yes does ellen hate them absolutely you have higher standards i would say yeah but it's not just horny books it's all books but yeah mostly more, mostly horny books we do have a soft spot for horny books and we thought do you know what let's get other people involved let's get people on this bandwagon on this train so this can be a podcast where we discuss all things books not all horny but a a lot of them are going to be... <laughs> but mostly. Nia's <laughs> like, um, I'm not interested. She only read porn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> like porn. Smart. Uh, mm. Yeah, but classic. Like porn interspersed with great plot. Great yeah. plot. Sarah, Sarah J. Mars, I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> let's, not talk, let's not bring her up already. Okay. <laughs> She'll get her own episode, I'm sure, at some point about how awful she is, but... Love her, love her, love love your work. If, if you're, you're listening, listening. <laughs> <laughs> love your work. Don't love your lack of uh, diversity in your books, mm. but that's a topic for another day. Mm. Anyway, today, first episode, bit of introductory things. We want to get to know each other. No, we already know each other. We want <laughs> you to get to know us. There we go. Sorry, guys, you have to get to know us now. <laughs> we forced this upon you. <laughs> We have a literal bowl of questions, book-related, fun questions that we are going to ask each other so you can get to know us and our bookish tastes. Anything to add before we begin, ladies? I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm hot. Ooh, <laughs> I am. Is. Temperature-wise, <laughs> I'm very warm. <laughs> I didn't mean like, I'm very attractive. <laughs> For all the listeners who can't in case, see. In case I was wondering. physically, I would say I'm very attractive. <laughs> describe yourself in three words. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> it's a horny book club. So, question one. The first horny book you ever read. What a fitting first That's question. It's a question. good first question. So, Alice, I'm going to say you go first. Okay. The first horny book I ever read. You're the one that I want by Giovanna Fletcher. Oh wow! Okay. Is that a horny book? Well, like I was eighteen. I, I like. I have a. It has a big soft spot in my heart. Mm. I was eighteen. I was on a girls' holiday. And no offense, if anyone who was on that holiday is listening, I was not having a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> it was not my best holiday ever. What I remember is reading like two of Giovanna Fletcher's books by the pool. God, you had two books on a holiday. Very high. You're like, I'll be by the pool, guys. Just reading my Giovanna Fletcher. No one talks to me. I'm going to read Tom from McFly's wife. <laughs> She's much more than that, but that is not what his she sister, was Not his sister. For. Not his sister. No. His wife. And it wasn't super horny, but it had a sex scene in. And most mm. specifically, I remember... It was like nipple play in it. Oh. And I'd never read that in a book before because obviously I'm like 18. All I'd really been reading before, there wasn't it wasn't a huge It was the Hunger Games. <laughs> it was the Hunger Games and War and Peace. That's all I what? <laughs> Love one. Come to that. War later. And Peace. Yeah. Readers of that, that's crazy. But yeah, nothing horny. I'd never read anything horny, anything with a sex scene in it, I don't think, before that. And there was sex scene in it, and it's about like three friends, two boys and a girl. And the girl is marrying one of the boys, but she wants to shag the other boy, and the other boy's like in love with her. Stressful. Which book was it? You're the one that I won. Mm. And you know when it's like, I really, you're all terrible people, mm. really, because like, like you're, they're like best life? friends, and they all want to shag each other. Not the boys, unfortunately, but lame. But 
a great memory with that book and i have a soft spot for you i've read like all of her stuff (laughs) not her new stuff i should get on that but like i'm a big fan of that book i feel like that makes the age at which i read my first 20 book seems so suspect i thought you were going to be like i was 14 now because i think the first horny book i ever read was the book that true blood is based on oh (laughs) and if you've seen true blood the tv show um it's just vampire porn, obviously. That's pretty much And my dad gave it to me. Oh. And I... Yeah. Oh. Come back to that later. Um, Big oops. Or never. Um, <laughs> and I remember reading it and being like, what the fuck is going on here? Because it's just like, it's the deep south, they're all vampires, but somehow they're all also like... They're like, but we're like hot-blooded vampires. Yeah. And then they just all... I watched do the it. Shows. They just all do it all the time, and then occasionally one of them will kill each other. Well, do you know what? My sister. That's it. Yeah, they did kill each other. My sister definitely watched the show. I can't remember if she read the books, but I remember it being a thing in my house. Mm. And I think we definitely had the books because it was like, here's the next step up from Twilight. That's the thing. It was, it was like, like what you wanted Twilight to be, but it wasn't. I mean, it's <laughs> not the next step up from Twilight. It is literally. Like, Ten steps. You need 35 <laughs> to read this book because I'm so shocked. <laughs> I'm so shocked. Aww. I just remember being like, mm. like, especially if your dad gives it to you, you think it's going to be okay. I, he was also reading them and I remember being like, this is not right. This is, this is, this is not right. Did he know what was in there? I don't think he did when he I gave them be... to me because he read them after me and then was oh, probably okay. like, oh, yeah. I feel like True Blood isn't a book you should be buddy reading with your dad. <laughs> buddy reading. Is there any book I should be buddy reading with my dad? <laughs> yeah. Please send me recommendations. Sure. <laughs> there are lots of War and Peace. Sorry, uh, War and Peace, you're War right. <laughs> Um, an honourable mention to uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, obviously. Oh, obviously. Really? You yeah. read that? What? Well, I've read them all. Really? Yes, I'd, and I read them on my Kindle back in the day. To hide That's it. So sorry. Because there was nothing more uncomfortable than sitting on the train and mm. seeing someone with Fifty Shades of Grey open and you're like, babe. <laughs> Their eyes. At home. Don't at home. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and I, I, mean, I read them all and I remember being like, this isn't even that day. And now I'm like, oh, what the hell? When you were 15? No, not when I was 15. Oh. I think I was like 18. <laughs> For like honorable men. This is nothing <laughs> compared to my lifestyle. <laughs> I'm 15. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. I have a similar story with um, my mum read the book I am going to choose afterwards and was a little bit horrified. Yeah. Um, so I was about 14 and it was called 20 Boy Summer. Oh, 20 so, Boy Summer? Yeah. So. Is the that big, sounds like porn. the main yeah, <laughs> but the main plot point was the fact that her you sure you just weren't reading the description for a video on porn? No, <laughs> is that not what books are? I was shattered. Okay, I was about fourteen. I was in the library in the teen section, newly in the teen section. Aww. Saw Twenty Boy Summer, thought great. It is so sad. Her love of her life dies. They had sex though, and she's like, "Oh, I like this." So she made a goal that in in one summer she was going to shag twenty boys. When she goes on holiday. How old is she? She is about like 16. She's oh, young. Oh my yeah. God, They're all so young. Old. But her best friend is the sister of the guy that's who it. died. Mm. And she had no idea that they even dated. Oh my so gosh. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. So obviously. Yeah. It's high not, drama. <laughs> it's not overtly sexual. It's not like, you know, nipple play or whatever porn <laughs> was. But I just remember thinking, like, oh my gosh, people, you shag, you can shag more than one person. Like what? Like yeah, she's gonna, yeah. yeah. In a small amount of time, she can actually have sex with a big number of boys. And the fact it's called boys and not, you know, men, mm. big room. Yeah, but my. Well, would you rather it. this sixteen-year-old be 
No, okay, no. That's not where I was going with it. But you know what's those holidays where you're 18 to 30 and they're going on oh, holiday? Yeah. yeah. That I can understand you shagging 20 men. <laughs> so it's not like she doesn't explicitly have sex in the book. She, she does have plan. she does have sex, but it's not meant to turn you on. It's just to describe. Yeah, it's not she meant had... to turn... I don't know if Gina Brown Fletcher was like, listen, I'm doing this. <laughs> Alice, I'm going to turn you on. <laughs> I think she probably was. <laughs> Like, no, no, like, what you're right, smart. She's writing an adult romance book. Yeah. yeah. It would be like reading any sort of other low, smart romance book now. Do you know what I mean? I'm at, it's like a bit sexier than, like, Flasher. Do you know what I mean? I see. Okay. So I feel like yeah. she, you know, when you're reading a romance book and they chuck in a couple of sex scenes, they're meant to turn you on. Not in, like, a, oh my God, like, not in, like, a porn <laughs> way, not in, like, a high, smart level way, but in a cheeky, horny bit. I'd love to know what it's like as an author. If you consider yourself like not an author of like erotica but just like a regular author but it's like romance what it's like to then write those sex scenes have them published and like you know obviously yeah, go on yeah. like go on tour whatever talk about them and stuff because yeah yeah i don't know i just wonder if you'd be a bit like I'm embarrassed like yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> everyone knows i have sex like <laughs> <laughs> Every in the world. Well, I'm sure we'll do a whole episode on this, but I think the writing of sex scenes must be like so hard. It must be really weird, I think, because you you probably just like sat by yourself alone mm. on your laptop, just like, and then she took her top off and uh, <laughs> nipple play. <laughs> ha ha nipple play, and it's like you're just like mm, yes, a book, closed laptop. <laughs> but, like honourable mention. <laughs> Honourable mention of the podcast, My Dad Wrote a Porno. Yeah, yeah. obviously, I feel like if you found this podcast, you probably know of them. Um, but Rocky, Rocky, the author of the porn, um, he said that he had to get in the mood when he's in this little shed. Yeah. So this is what I always imagine now with authors. They have to get in the mood to write it, yeah. which makes it feel weird. Very private. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. It's like, I know what turns you on now. As soon as you think too much of it, you're like, whoa. whoa. Because you're like, like, you read a sex scene and you're like, yeah, this is hot, but also someone's made this up. Mm. Yeah. And someone's had these thoughts. And then you feel very much like, not to go back to her, but oh, I'm in Sarah J. Mass's brain. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is this what she wants? Is this what Sarah J. Mass wants? She's writing her poor husband's like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I can put on some wings if you really want me to. Like. <laughs> no, no. Question number two. What would be the title of your autobiography? This I this is one of my questions. I mean, it's really it's hard. It's really hard. Um, the thing that my boyfriend said to me was, I've read a million books and I don't remember any of them. <laughs> that would that be your title. That's incredible and so true. It is so true. <laughs> I don't remember a thing. The thing I'm concerned about with this podcast is I don't remember any book I've ever read apart from maybe the one I'm currently reading, but not even really that. Mine would be, all right, mine's a bit more visual, so imagine it. So you've got a book, and on it it I says... I can't imagine. You can't imagine. On it it says, stressed, depressed, and terribly dressed. <laughs> Honestly, that was going to be something like mine. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's crossed out. Oh. It's crossed out. Classic. And under it, it says, blessed, impressed, impeccably dressed. Oh, what? Yeah, so it's about like... Very I'm, good. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's about like, growth. Love it. And it's true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you, everyone's got to take steps. But I think, the, I don't know, I think that would have to be it. Right now, if I was to release an autobiography, like tomorrow. Mm. God, I don't know what else. Like doing. tomorrow. I have actually been writing one. I just didn't, I didn't tell you guys. <laughs> actually, funnily enough, I've got a book coming out today. 
what are the odds? <laughs> Imagine you're at work and you're like, what the f- <laughs> <laughs> So mine was also going to be like stressed, depressed, not impressed. Nice. <laughs> not impressed is good. Yeah. 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 But if you're going for that as well, I, I'm going to go for just trying. I'm just trying. I'm trying my best. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be like a, you know, motivational. <laughs> but also, oh, this happened. That's sad for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys thought about the topic of yours because the topic of mine would just be like, why do I not have a long term memory? Investigations Ooh. into what's wrong with my brain. Science? Just... <laughs> Who do you think you are? Yours is just the Finding Dory script. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Is that a copyright? Ellen DeGeneres pops up. Sorry, yeah, my namesake. You're right. Question three, a good one. A book you wish you could forget and then read again for the first time. So I chose Station Eleven because... That's a great Yeah, it's one of my favourite books. I absolutely love it. Very relevant to today because obviously there's a virus that kills the population and only some people survive. I mean, it's dark, much, much darker than what we're in now. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully more people (laughs) survive. Um, And if you read it for the first time, the links between all the characters, their journey is, it's just magic. It's not magic, it's very real (laughs) and sad. But it's brilliant. It's so good. It's so interesting. And I read it for the second time during the second lockdown. And because I knew the connections, I knew what was going to happen. It wasn't as fantastic, but it was still... It was still top tier. Yeah. But oh, to read that again for the first time, I would love it. I read Station Eleven for the first time in the first lockdown. Nice. <clears throat> maybe like this time a year ago. And I remember being like, first of all, whoa, close to home. Mm-hmm. But also it's like the multiple perspectives of that book is like a masterclass, I think, in multiple perspectives. Yeah. The way it's done is so seamless and so perfect. And like <clears throat> you said, the connections between them all, all the characters oh. was I, I that's an excellent choice. Yes, that's Thank a really you. good answer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Um, my answer is Oryx and Craig. I knew oh, it. Nice, yeah. But it's great, great, yeah. great choice. Yeah. Um, so as if you don't know, Oryx and Craig is a book by Margaret Atwood, which is, again is like a dystopian. It's not actually like a virus. Kind of like, you know, no spoilers, but like it's not technically virus, but again, it's dystopian end of the world type stuff. Um, and I just, I read it for the first time for my degree. So when I was like 20, 20 years old, so I guess like five, six years ago. And I just remember reading it and being like, oh my God, this is the best book I've ever read. And this will probably be the best book I've ever read ever. And yeah, it probably still is. Some people in this room don't agree with me. Well, sorry, sorry, I don't think Oryx and Craig is the best book ever written. I think it's excellent. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like to have a wrong opinion? <laughs> Difficult, I bet. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's just, I mean, you know, I love her anyway. And it's just, again, because it is only, I think, one perspective, but it's multiple different timelines. Um, and just the world build is fantastic. And the fact mm. that she can just produce all of this stuff from her head. It's mad. Just astounds me. And it just really, like, it keeps you in and you're like, oh, I just want to know what happens. And actually, obviously, there's two more because it's a trilogy. Mm. So you get... All, all of these more details, you get to know what happens to loads of characters that she brings up in the first book. And it's just, yeah, I, all the time, I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't read that. So I could just read it again. Mm. I, I think, I think Margaret Atwood, and particularly in Oryx and Craig, it's like, you have to work for what you get 
from her yeah. like in a really yeah. good way like you don't she's not handing you all her the information like on a silver platter it's really satisfying i think to so find out satisfying about the world you yeah. feel like you've achieved something at the end of yeah. Yeah. it <laughs> for sure and also just genius yeah just this one of those books where you're like where the hell in your brain did this come from yeah. like how did you come how up with this you, yeah how can you possibly like because she creates words she creates things that don't exist she creates just all of these things that you're like how could yeah how do you how do you do that mm. how do you do that and it's yeah i'm like it's like a you know she's a master of writing and so i'm like that would be the one but i think station 11 would be a, a, just, a little, uh, me. just a little uh, unknown author margaret yeah atwood. i don't know if you guys have heard of margaret atwood <laughs> no one really has you know? mine is in fact seven husbands of evelyn hugo Ooh. and for a couple of reasons, but the main one is this is slightly spoilerish, but not hugely. Yeah. Just skip like thirty seconds if you don't want to get Evelyn Hugo spoiled <clears throat> for you. I first of all, I love the setting. I love the old Hollywood, old glamour setting. But what about this did it for me is that you wouldn't think from a title Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo that there would be any LGBTQ plus representation in it, mm-hmm. and it was strong. And it was really heartwarming. And I like that it isn't pitched as like a gay book or a bi book or whatever. It's just, I mean, looking at it, it's like, just looks like a fun old Hollywood book. And then it's so much deeper and it had so much more depth than I thought it would. Mm. Um, And I don't think it's a perfect book, but it really like warmed my heart Mm. hugely to see that representation. Note for the listener as well, Alice has got her mic attached to the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. (laughs) Not that I'm a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Have you, Nia, have you read it? I haven't read it. Alice has told me to read it and I do want to. Yeah. Have you read it? I read it and I didn't like it. you didn't, did you? I read it on the record. Get out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) I read it on the recommendation of someone that Nia and I work with um, and I just... I know what you mean because I think anytime you hear somebody recommend it they're like yeah just old Hollywood just old Hollywood and I was like oh this is like it's a surprise this like plot points sort of halfway through like this is surprising and this is really good um but I just thought the twist at the end yeah not spoil it, it was the not twi- necessary I was just like why is this happening why have you spent the whole book because I I mean firstly I guessed it because she spends the whole book being like Oh, I wonder what, oh, I wonder who that's going to be. Ooh, yeah. Oh, oh. And you're like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna, yeah. I get it. Well, the format of Evelyn Hugo is that someone is interviewing a very famous, like Marilyn Monroe level icon. Yeah. Um, so it's told, so you learn about Evelyn's life, but then you also get these snippets of, I think, her, yeah, Monica mm. doing the interview and meeting Evelyn and her life a bit as well. And I genuinely think it, <laughs> the book would have had just as much impact without the Monica stuff. And that's a discredit because Monica's a really cool character, but like it would have had the exact same impact without Monica there, without the interview format. It was unnecessary. I say this so much about like various books is that I'm, why why did you feel the need to um, like caveat this whole story with oh it's an interview and we're starting in the present and we're starting at the end and I'm like you could have taken all of that out and just told this story and people still would have read it and still would have loved it. You did mm-hmm. not need to be like. Yeah, but I've got multiple different timelines and there's going to be a massive twist at the end, blah, blah, blah. Because I'm like, do you not... I like wonder if she didn't trust in the fact that that was going to be good enough. enough story, yeah. yeah. Whereas I, I think it probably is, but everything else in it put me off so much. I was just like... But I also remember reading it for the first time because it's, it, this book is like huge on 
booktok and booktube and bookstagram like everyone loves it excuse the wind excuse the wind um and i read it god maybe 2018 or 2019 like before and um so knew nothing i feel like people (laughs) i say spoiling the whole book for Mm. people but people i like i knew nothing about it Mm. and i'm really glad i knew nothing about it because i think it made the twist or the middle point that changed the course of the book it made it really like i think there's an expectation to it now as well it has to live up to the hype Mm. whereas if you don't have that that's true. Then you're happily surprised by it yeah. all. Yeah, I and mean, it didn't for me at all. But yeah. if I hadn't known anything about it, maybe I would have been like, yeah. fair enough. But as someone who has friends now who love it and don't like it, I'm excited to read it and have my own opinion. I reckon you'll probably like it. Yeah, yeah I reckon you'll. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> so next question would be your favourite Jackman Wilson book. So this is a tricky one because Jacqueline Wilson has written so many books. <laughs> 94 books, Jacqueline Wilson. She has shaped all of our childhoods. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, you go first. Okay. Oh, there's so many to choose from. I think my favourite is Suitcase Kid. Oh, yeah. I have not read that one. That's oh, a good it's choice. So good. That's a good choice. And it, I just. Jacqueline Wilson's the type of person she spoke about difficult topics. When you're so used to reading in about, book. yeah, in, in every single book, someone's going through horrific trauma. <laughs> but in like a fun, kid-friendly way. Yeah. Relatable way. Um, so she's like incredible, but Suitcase Kid is, it brings up Anne Frank, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, because I forgot that. I didn't, as a kid, I didn't know who Anne Frank was. But then you got to learn through that, and it's like about friendship and difficult family life. And I just, it's so lovely and so heartwarming. Mm. And... I don't know, it's a nice message at the end. And the extra mile the friendship went to help each other, that doesn't really make sense. Mm. But they really, really helped each other in a way that I'd never read before. And I was like, I want that type of friendship. Really, you know, we do have that type of friendship, I'm sure. If I wanted to live in one of your attics, I could. But <laughs> you'd let me do that. <laughs> I don't know what's in mine, but sure. I'd get an attic first thing. Yeah. <laughs> She just lives in the flat above you. <laughs> my answer. Yeah. My answer is Diamond Girls. Ooh, oh my God. yeah. <laughs> say you're a mature reader without yeah. saying you're a mature reader. What I would say is I was allowed to read the year six level books when I was in year five. Wow. Um, so it clearly was meant to be. But um, purely because I was just literally looking through a list of Chaplin Wilson books yesterday and I was like, oh, I remember just... Because I had all of the books, but I also had them all on CD obviously um and i used to listen to it over and over and over because i was just like so fascinated by the fact that it was like a completely different like family dynamic to my own Mm. um because it's like it's the sort of protagonist and she's got four sisters and they've all got different dads and the mum is really like flighty and you know that kind of thing um and they've got this they like go on this trip and they've got this like man with them and they're and obviously it's like their mum's boyfriend but mm. they're all like who's this man and then like yeah i remember so vividly they like are in a service station and he like buys her a mars bar and she's like so excited by this because she's never had any like male role model in her life ever and she's like oh this mars bar and you're just like i just remember reading it and being like wow do you know what? as soon as you said diamond girls that is the scene the that mars bar. the mars yeah. bar isn't that yeah. crazy yeah like, the things that you remember but yeah i mean I was a massive Jacqueline Wilson stan. I have met her. Yeah, I met her too. It was a formative day in my life. But yeah, I could have picked any number of them. I have, like, I could, like you said, could pick so many. But I'm just going to go with the one that as soon as this question 
Uh, the one that sprung to mind is the Worry website. I oh, love the Worry website so much. So Fantastic good. choice. Yes. Yeah. So yes. good. And yes. I really like, I just, I loved that you got to see so many different people's mm. point of view. So like, it's these kids in a class and their teacher, their really cute teacher has oh, set up somewhere where they can like anonymously submit their worries to yeah. him to see if he can help. And so you get to see like all these different stories and like like you said, like all these people, these children going through really hard times. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> the kids are yeah, like, oh my God. <laughs> children <laughs> scream in the background. <laughs> <laughs> It's the wind, we promise. The wind loves the Worry website. Yeah, the really like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, the, what I really specifically remember is the last story, which was with the disabled girl. And she made yes. a song on her, oh, her yes. voice yeah. box. Yes. And it was so cute. And I, I think I read that. That's easy. The Jacqueline Morton book I like reread the most. I think mm-hmm. it may have been the only book one I reread. Because you, it's like it's like a short story I was collection. Say, it's like yeah, one yeah. of the thinnest ones. I remember yeah. that's why I also reread it quite a lot. Because as a kid, I was like, oh, I could, you know, this is such an easy read. I can say I've read a book in like an hour. I'm so good at reading. No, I loved it. <laughs> I yeah. Honorable mentions to um, Dustbin Baby. Dustbin Baby. Yeah. That was oh the first pro- properly darker book yeah. I read by her. Um, I was gonna say Double Act. Oh. Yeah. And they made a TV show they of did. it. Oh, yeah. I saw that. That's where I, I nice. saw that in the theatre. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was so. The local one, like the local theatre where, where I lived as a child, often did like Jacqueline Wilson shows. Wow. And that's, that's where so I met cute. her. Because they did, yeah. I think it was either Double Act or Bad Girls. Do you remember Bad Girls? <gasps> Bad Girls, I loved The Bad Girls that series. That was yeah. one of oh. the books. And I've so you about. saw the show, and then Jacqueline Wilson was thereafter to like sign our book. Next cue, next question. What book series got you into reading? Is book slash series? It's hard to say because, again, humble brag, but like, I've been reading since I could read, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Like, forever. And again, as we know, I don't remember anything. Um, <laughs> but I would say the thing I remember most from my childhood is either um, I used to read books about guinea pigs. Like fictional books by guinea pigs. When I say books by guinea pigs, not like fictional manuals. Fictional books by guinea pigs. Fic- by guinea pigs. <laughs> what an incredible author. <laughs> it's guinea pig is just a genius. <laughs> fictional books about like just stories about people who like little girls who are in guinea pigs, which I was like, that's me. I have a guinea pig. Oh um, same thing with horses. Um, Did you but- have a horse? No, imagine. Oh. No, no, no. But I, I was a rider. <laughs> it was a rider. I owned jodhpurs. <laughs> I did in a back protector. Didn't stop you from falling though. Didn't stop me from literally breaking my jaw, falling off a horse. But you know, it is what it is. And he did a jaw project. That's another story for another day. It's the Twins of St Clair's by Una Blyton. It has to be. And actually, I think Nia and I were actually talking about it the other day. Yeah, you were. But I just so vividly, all of the stuff about like, you know, it was all these girls together, and there were no boys there. Amazing dream. And they all just like did really like silly things and like drank condensed milk and ate tinned peaches and like yeah. there was that. There was the one character, and again, we agreed this was our favourite character. Clarissa? Carlotta, I thought her name was. Ooh. Yeah, it could be. And she was like a traveller girl who like had like sort of somehow managed to enter this like posh boarding school. And she was like in a circus she or something. Circus, and she yeah. like used to like go off and like ride a horse. And she had like, she was always described as like, having loads of hair. And I would always be like, oh, yeah. that's me. She escaped the boarding school. That yeah. was the big one. Whereas yes. all these schools, all the girls were really well behaved and she was the wild card. So you, obviously as a kid, you want to be the wild card. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, just... Books from that time, 
There were so many. Did you ever read like Mallory Towers and stuff like that? So, spoiler alert, that's my book series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm wow. gonna do. It's like it would be planned. It wasn't. It's <laughs> like in my head, I feel like you're either a Twin Sinclair's girl or a Mallory Towers girl, but actually, near is both. I am I was both. both. Yeah. All right, no, I say never. I was very loyal oh. to Twin Sinclair's. Okay. And I just, I was obsessed with them, and I'm just obsessed with the idea of like having a twin both of them like they were always described as like really pretty and yeah. i was really obsessed yeah, with that for some reason <laughs> like back in the day so it would have been like the editions that were published around like 2003 2004 and they were really like small mm. as all books were mm. then for some reason and i used to like read them like in the car and like whenever we were going i would like had my twins and sinclair's books with me and i just yeah formative but i'm like i could never read them back because i know they're going to be so problematic mm, because absolutely. ina blyton is a notorious racist. <laughs> I would never have a child now and be like, you should read the Twins and Sinclair. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's true. I wonder if like, they republished it, whether they would take some things out. So, I'm going to go for me now. Yeah. So, mine is so, Mallory Towers. I, I've i read that series maybe 10 times. Really? Probably more. Probably yeah. more. Yeah. It was such like a comfort read. I would I bring it on holiday. I remember so many times like reading it while like in a tent somewhere. Um, I loved it. And there's like the main characters called Daryl. So and there's Sally. Um, so all my characters um, I'd write about in school were like Daryl, Sally, and my teacher said to my mum on parents' evening, she's like, I can tell that she's reading Enid Blyton because of the way she's writing. Oh, it's just hi, so old-fashioned. So and um, I went to a Welsh school, so. All, all the way that um, the way that Enid Blyton would speak does not translate well and well. No. It, <laughs> <laughs> so I try my, my little little me would try my best, and I'm like, oh, I have to write about Mallory Towers, and it just wasn't great. But I remember you saying about her being racist. I remember there was an American character, I think, in the fourth or fifth book, mm. and she she had dyed blonde hair and she had a little bit of lipstick on. And she was rinsed in Mallory Towers. They were like, look at her, what a, what a whore. <laughs> and then she had like an American drawl. And I think towards the end, I think it started to go. And they were like, hooray, <laughs> hooray, oh finally, God. you're a bit more English. And I think like her hair grew out or something. So like, oh, thank, thank God that you're a brunette now who can, who has a bit more English accent. Oh, so it was terrible. So classic. But, but it was a different time. It's true. And, they're fantastic and I still would reread just with a, with a different mindset I feel like mine is going to be quite relatable very generic I feel like it's arguably some would say the modern Mallory Towers oh. well not really uh, it's the Angus Thong series oh, oh wow yeah. Yeah. oh that's a great choice the snogging scale the snogging scale all of that I was obsessed I loved the diary format mm-hmm. I found it so easy to read and like probably like 12, 13 was reading Maybe like ten to like just at the start of secondary school. Okay. So they yeah. were that little bit older than me. Yeah. So I was like, oh my god, they're so cool. And that could and be like, a contender for the first horny book you read because they're not yeah. not horny. They do no. kiss. She yeah, gets like fingered on a mountain. No, she doesn't. She does. By who? By that weird Massimo. Boy. I don't remember. Or Robbie. <gasps> not Dave the Laugh. Dave the Laugh. Dave the Laugh. It's got to be Massimo, the it Italian was, yeah. stallion. You know, I think it was like the a memories. random rough guy from her neighbourhood. She does. She does. Yeah. yeah. He's not in the films, but he that he oh, yeah, exists. No, he's not in the film. But I I was obs- I, I was yeah. obsessed with them. It was like the first series I'd ever read as well, and it made me kind of be like, 
Well, books are fun, don't mm. Like, I think the first book because she's she's isn't she asking for like her her fifteenth birthday party? Fifteenth or sixteenth? So yeah. I think it's she's in year ten. Yeah, okay. And I remember yeah. being like, "Whoa!" Yeah, cool. I know. And I just I was obsessed, and I'm so glad that she did in the end. Spoiler alert: end up with Dave the Last. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> Just didn't have any justice in the film, if you ask me. Yeah. As much yeah. as I love Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> But book Robbie was horrible. In yeah. The, yeah, in the film they make David laugh seem so lame, and I'm like, in the book David laugh is like my dream, dream man. man. Absolutely, yeah, he's he amazing. I'm it's desperate. So nice. to, yeah, I'm desperate to reread them. I'm like, maybe we should do an episode about it because oh, I'd love that. I yeah. so badly. Yeah, want to well, let's do it. Yeah. So me and my friend, um, me and my friend read the series a lot together for like presents we'd give each other the next book in the series. That's so cute. It was so lovely and. You know, I remember, in the, so it would still be in my book now. We wrote where we'd gotten all the snog and scale, oh. and it was so cute. And she was, she was like a year older than me, and I, I was very like a bit shy with the that whole thing with boys. They're scary, <laughs> so I wasn't really doing anything. I was like, oh wow, she's she's like number four on the snog and scale. And body fondling <laughs> outdoors, yeah. Body fondling indoors. What does that mean? I never understood that. I, so I was wondering, do they mean like overclothes and underclothes, or do they literally mean? In a house or on the grass. Yeah, they I mean, mean like outside because I think the implication was it's easier to do it outside, outside. because it's like Their your parents mum's not going to walk yeah. in and be like, "Stop upper body fondling indoors." <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this indoors. No heavy <laughs> patting in the house. This is higher on the scale. I don't yeah. know what you're mad. Next question is, um, what is a book you thought you'd love but you actually hated? Oh Christ, <laughs> on a bike. I have this was a hard one like because I hated so many books <laughs> so mine was Adele which same author as Lullaby forget her name Leila Slamani something like that yeah. yeah um so disappointed I was really looking forward to reading a book about this woman who's discovering her sexuality post-marriage so I knew it was going to be her you know cheating but I was so surprised that even though she was cheating, even though she was exploring herself, it was so boring. It was so dead. She is so dead. And she just, like, didn't have a personality. Really? Yeah. She's just dull. But she's like, oh, I want to shag. And then she'd shag someone. And then then it'd just be like, oh, like, I'm sad. Let's keep shagging. And then the husband's like, please, stop. Like, I'll take you away. And takes her, takes her away. And she's just, like, sat in a garden, like, oh, I wish I was shagging someone. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, do something. And it was like, there was no satisfying ending. There was no there was no good sex scenes that you'd think there would be mm. in a book all about sex. Mm. And there was just, like, one chapter a little bit that was a little bit saucy. But that was it. I was so disappointed. And I would say that book is, like, very hyped by sort of that literary type of people, like, people who, like, really like Max Porter, like, those kind of people are like, oh, my God, yeah, there's money. Like, this this is, like, such, this is art. It's, like, high, like, sort of, um, like, high-level. It's highbrow erotica. Yeah. But it didn't live up to the hype yeah. at mm. all. No, it was it's funny, isn't it? Disappointing, yeah. but very short. So I was only disappointed for about a day. <laughs> and you were like, mm, it's fine. Um, my answer is, I don't know if it's a book that even that many people have read. It's Scabby Queen by Kirsty McKinnis, um, which I read at the beginning of this year. The way it's pitched is it's kind of meant to be like Daisy Jones and the Six again by Taylor Jenkins Reid, mm. just kind of like um, that period of time and 
you know, like the 80s and it's Scotland and she's, it's like, you know, historical and it's told from a few different viewpoints. However, it is told from so many perspectives. Like literally, it's one of those books where it's like sort of four or five page chapters and each of those chapters is from a different perspective and you probably get, and it's loads of different time periods and she switches back and forth between time periods, people's perspectives all the time. And I was just like, you're, you're not confused, but you're just like, why do I need all of this information? You could tell this story, fine. It was like, you know, it's about how she, the main character, whose name I can't even remember, that tells you a lot. Classic autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, you know, about her growing up in rural Scotland and then moving to sort of um, Glasgow and becoming, she becomes like a folk singer, but also a... Uh, quite famous because she's like a protester and it's around the time of all the stuff about the uh, like mining in Scotland and that kind of stuff um, and I was just like why do, I don't need to know all of this I really don't like you could have just told her story from maybe her perspective and like the perspective of one or two other people and it would have been totally fine and she just is it's constant political diatribes all the time just constantly like and you have to do this about this and this about social issues and justice and blah blah and I'm like I get it I understand what you're going for stop telling me all the time mm. you can yeah you know like the fucking show don't tell like just the please. phrase i was just thinking of then <sighs> yeah, fucking my head. yeah it's my biggest pet peeve is when authors tell. Just, just tell you so much just stuff. show me just it. show me it's not that hard be a better writer hello lee child <laughs> sorry hello, just in case you are listening lee child <laughs> she's called that for the on the first ever podcast so we'll never have him on we've lost <laughs> five viewers <laughs> never have him on. mine is in fact the guest list by Lucy Foley. Oh yes, yeah. I remember when you read that. Interesting, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go for it. I thought I remember seeing it on someone's like YouTube channel, or something, and recommending it. And the cover was amazing, and it sounded so incredible. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's lazy. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really lazy book. And one of my very good friends actually just read it, and she reminded me that actually there was a pretty good twist. The final twist is great, but I feel like. I, f- I felt like this with Lucy Foley and I also felt like it with Beth O'Leary when they're yes. g- where they've clearly they've done these debuts and the hunting party by Lucy Foley was wildly popular mm. as was the flat share by Beth O'Leary which I love I love Beth O'Leary this is not a Beth O'Leary hate <laughs> I love her but I love all of her books I love her <laughs> but I feel like these people are signing deals and they're clearly two book deals mm. and so they follow a formula and the hunting party uh sorry the guest list is just a lazy book mm. where there's like you said there's so many point of views and some of the point of views are so rogue and random so it's like a wedding party it's like one of the guests one of the point of views is like a random plus one and you're like well obviously something's going to happen because otherwise why would she have a point of view mm. do you know what I mean so there's going to be a connection because why would she have a point of view mm. and I just thought that was really lazy I thought the twists apart from the final one were weak as fuck mm. but it was so hyped and I thought this is a classic you're following a formula of your first very popular book yeah and I did not enjoy it at all yeah. and every time I see it I'm like take it away <laughs> <laughs> get, <laughs> get it away from me like it's a super easy holiday read yeah. I would say for lots of people I'm not saying that people shouldn't enjoy it but personally I was like yeah. fuck this book <laughs> I <was> really <laughs> was not happy <laughs> Next question. What book would you love to see adapted into film slash TV? So we actually have two answers. I also have two answers. But actually, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, joking. But actually, <laughs> my answers are quite rubbish because both of them, they're already doing it. Oh, oh okay. So one of them is, again, Oryx and Crate. 
Are they doing a TV adaption? They are. They are with no. the same people who did Handmaid's Tale. <gasps> so it's going to be good for one series and then yeah, terrible, terrible for the rest of that. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is The Essex Serpent by Sarah Perry. Nice. Yeah. Ooh. And they're making they're making it for it's for Apple TV which is unfortunate because I'm like I don't who's got Apple, who's Apple TV, TV yeah. literally no one it's Tom Hiddleston and Claire Danes wow yeah what happened what happened literally <laughs> like I saw some stuff about it on TikTok the other day and I was like what does what is that what is Tom Hiddleston filming right now in um, rural England yeah. yeah and I was like God, it's the Essex Serpent and I text my mum because she recommended it to me and loves it and I love it so much and I was like this is amazing and she was like oh my god so exciting like uh, yeah, I just think if they do it well, it could be so, one of those like dramas that is so atmospheric, so mm. so it's so sort of character driven. And if they get the characterization right, and Claire Danes playing the main character, and obviously Tom Hiddleston playing the sort of male, the the, the follow of man, the man. Um, it could be amazing. One of mine is also already being made. I know, Ooh, and nice. it's Rogue because I really did not like the book, Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. yeah. I know, again, everyone fucking loves that book and it's fine, you can love it. I personally really did not. Mm. And I think the reason I did not like it was because I feel like the setting wasn't used enough because there was so much going on. Um, and I think the setting of, it's set at Yale, it's set in a college. Mm. And I think having that, that grandeur and that expensiveness that is Yale will be so good on the screen. Because I think, like, I honestly think it's all there. There was It was the makings, it just didn't hit for me ninth house but i think the tv show or the film will be incredible personally because i think it's a really clever setting and everything the second one is the mercies <gasps> no way are they which oh, no, no 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 i oh don't think they are. <laughs> for the um listeners um ellen has her microphone attached to the mercies <laughs> and the mercies is one of my favorite books i've yeah. read last year that's amazing because i, I think it's so visual and so the setting again is yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. The story is great as well. I think the story on its own would be a fantastic TV show, but the setting is so visual, it'd be amazing. So the one that neither of you mentioned, the Night Circus, I oh. think would make an incredible oh film. We're grasping our faces. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> You're so right. We all love the Night Circus. Here. Love the um, Night Circus. This is and an Erin Morganson But to create the world of the circus that is all black and white, <gasps> They use magic to create an atmosphere. I think the food is all black and white. The tricks that they create, it would be incredible. It right? would. Yeah. It really would. I think. Because I think as well is that like no one's mind can, you can't, there's so much going on, so much magic going on. I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but almost it's like there's too much to imagine at points. Because it's yeah. so grand, you yeah. can never when picture... When you're in the circus, absolutely. Yeah, you can never yeah. picture all the details yourself, no matter how well she's described it, because there's so much. I think seeing that yeah. would be amazing. That's such a good choice. Yeah. And the thing that always sticks with me is the making of the clock, and when it strikes... <gasps> And I like get goosebumps when they describe making the clock. And I just want to see that. I mm. want to see. Oh, I can't wait. I might say I can't, can't wait. wait. I can't wait. I'm <laughs> making it. I'm doing it. <laughs> we will, in fact, be uh, budgeting and producing this film and <laughs> playing all the. <laughs> We're trying to both make, make <laughs> the night circus. Sign up to our Patreon. We're going to make the night circus. It's a million pounds a month each. <laughs> I think there's like ginger twins, so we could do that. We could we could play the twins, yeah. yeah. You can and, and you can play everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> you could be the circus. <laughs> it's me, the circus. <laughs> 
Next question, a red flag book. So this is like, if you ask someone what their favorite book was and they said this book, you'd be like, oh, red flag. Okay, I'm gonna go first because this was my question. Um, I have 1,000 answers for this. <laughs> I like to have opinions about books. That's my life. Um, and so my main answer is The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. Mm. I knew you would choose you know, this I mean, yeah. I talk about, if you've ever met me, I talk about this all the time, how much I hate this book. Um, I think it's... I, do you know what? I, the other day I got... Not the other day. A couple of months ago, my boyfriend was asking me, because I, again, had gone on another rant about how much I hate it, and he was like why do you hate it so much? And I started reading the plot out from Wikipedia and was like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I remember why I hate this stupid, stupid book. Um, because it's pointless. I mean, ugh, that's not a good description. <laughs> no. <laughs> because like lots of things are pointless. But he just, he's trying to be Holden Caulfield. He's trying to be so fucking profound. And he's wearing his stupid red hat and he's walking about and he's like, ugh, I've been excluded from school. That's really hard for me. <laughs> and it's not like, or it doesn't come across like J.D. Sanger was trying to be ironic, trying to be like, look at this fucking guy. He's, he's just, he's yeah, just pretentious. Yeah. He's just pretentious. He thinks this is he thinks this is fine. J.D. Sanger is like, this guy, he's got problems, man. Yeah. He's rich. He's white. He's just slept with a prostitute. He's got problems. And I'm like, does he though? <laughs> or is he stupid and annoying? And when you do an English degree, the amount of people who were like, oh my God, have you read The Catcher in the Rye? And I'm like, yeah, I read it when I was 15 and I fucking hated it. And I've read it again and I fucking hate it now. It's, oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> I think yeah. Ellen might fucking hate The yeah. Catcher in the Rye. See, I studied it in college and I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked Red it. flag, get out. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but my friend also hated it. And we used to debate quite a lot. And I think I liked it because he went out to explore the world rather than discovering himself you know like shagging people in a club and all that kind of thing i thought it was a bit different mine would be i kind of have a general overarching theme mm. but examples of this are things like ulysses war and peace crime and punishment I was gonna say yes. crime and punishment. Yeah. arguably a little life because just because you're it's not your favorite book you're just trying to show off that you've read a really long book yeah <laughs> Yeah. I read A Court of Silver Flames recently by Sarah J. Maas, <laughs> back up again. That's the longest book I've ever read. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to be like... <laughs> Actually, surely War and Peace is longer than... Yeah. Sarah, surely. I don't know. I read War and Peace on a Kindle. Wow. Idiot. Because that's questionable. Like, questionable. Lighter. Lighter. It's a thick boy, but also like, what a, what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading on your Kindle, eighteen-year-old uh, Alice? Oh, just War and Peace. Just War and Peace. I was gonna out myself here. It was it was fully to say I've read War and Peace. Yeah. I really love Anna Karenina. Me too. So I was like, I'm gonna read War and Peace, and then I hated it. I didn't hate it. It's just so long. It's not the same vibe. And I was like, well, I can't stop. I've started. I was eighteen. I didn't have anything better to do. No. <laughs> You're on your girls' holiday, by the way. <laughs> War and Peace. We're in Mag- no one talk to me. <laughs> we're in Magaluf. <laughs> I'm reading War and Peace. <laughs> um, but anyone who says that anything like that is their favourite book, unless they can then back it up with a PowerPoint presentation of every single reason why it's their favourite, I'm just going to think, you just want to tell me, or you just want to show off that you've read a really long book. I yeah. 100% agree. I say set, just showing off that I've read two really long books in my life, War and Peace and The Court of Silver Flames. <laughs> <laughs> Same level. Same level. Same same shit, different day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, so I'm going for a similar vibe of when they say it, you're just like, oh, you're pretentious. But it's a non-fiction. Richard Dawking, The God Delusion. Yeah. 
I that's a fun movie. I just get annoyed when people say it's their favorite book because I'm like, oh, okay, get your own opinion. I think <laughs> it's just such an obvious thing that you're like you're rebellious you're rebelling against the man mm. you, you don't believe in what they're trying to tell you and i understand okay you're not religious that's fine but don't be so aggressively the other side mm. yeah <laughs> i mean personal opinion we don't know what's out there we have no idea yeah but don't force that kind of you're an idiot if you believe anything on me <laughs> or anyone else and yeah. to say it's your favourite book. I know. It's like, have you... I just don't believe you. Have you read any other book? Yeah. Have you read The Flatship? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> have you read War and Peace? Do you know what I mean? The Dutch House. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> I just have an issue. Yeah, I just have an issue with people being so aggressively negative. Ironic when we're saying about red flags. <laughs> no, it's true though. That I think that is a red flag. I think if you read a book that is, yes, so aggressively like this is the correct thing this is the correct opinion like yeah. if you don't think this you're you're wrong. stupid yeah. and you're wrong that's a fucking red flag because you don't want to date someone who will no. be friends with someone who is like that because you're like well i can't oh, express different opinion yeah. you're gonna richard dawkins me yeah you're gonna hold back a little bit and you don't really want to do that in, with anyone you're making friends with the final question is which two book characters from separate books would you love to see interact I thought so much about this answer. I'm so excited because I was going down the str- the street. I was going down the road of like, I think uh, Lizzie Bennet and Danny Brown together. That would be Ooh, fun. Yes. But then I thought, okay, right, that would be great to watch them have a conversation. Who do I want to read a full book about? And in my in my mind, these two characters are fighting crime. Nice. E- Emmett Cullen from Twilight and Cassian from the A Court of Thorn and Roses series. Aww. Him, himbo kings absolute golden retriever boys who would never hurt a fly the only two characters in either of their respective series that respect women <laughs> out on the streets trying and failing to fight crime because <laughs> they're so stupid yeah Emmett's a meathead yeah so is Cassian I mean yeah. Cassian is the love of my life and Emmett Cullen is also the other love of my life and I just want to see them buddy cop detective show. Oh, that's nice. such a good answer. And that's my yeah. answer. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm signing off. <laughs> my answer is, um, and it's quite sincere, so don't like make fun of me. Oh. Um, but <laughs> it is. So the book I'm reading at the moment, which is called Detransition Baby, I would like to see the main character from that, Reese, um, have a conversation with. Um, the main character from Felix Ever After, Felix. Oh, yes. So yeah. that um, Reese could give Felix advice. Because the whole time you're reading Felix Ever After and you're like, Felix, man, you just need someone to just like hold your little hand and be like, it's fine. You can question your gender. You can question your sexuality. Question whatever you want, hun. It's totally fine. Like, yeah, you said you were trans and now you're like, am I trans? Am I not trans? Who knows? Like, just someone to like give him actual, yeah, like proper, yeah. like nice advice. Someone who isn't just his like, dad who's like <laughs> what's your name sorry like who's just dead naming him constantly oh um so yeah that was the one that i thought of that i was like yeah i would yeah. very much that is that. so lovely that is really really lovely yeah because felix is only high school age so yeah you don't know anything in high school exactly you don't know yourself <laughs> oh so sweet um so mine would be so i'm currently reading i've almost finished the house in the cerulean sea <laughs> so i'm obsessed and i am obsessed with the character lucy Lucy, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> yeah. So 
the Antichrist, essentially. But it's the cutest Antichrist ever. He's six, isn't he? He's six. He's just a little devil. And he's just like, he's so impy. He just wants to get up to trouble. But he also has so much love in him. And he just, he doesn't know. It's like a conflict of interest. He is the Antichrist. But he also is just a six-year-old kid. And he just wants to have fun and love his friends. <laughs> so I want him to be friends with Jupiter North, who is in nevermore oh yeah. yeah and he is the explorer he's the captain he's in the council he's a wild card as well he you know he will just explode magic everywhere he's the owner of a hotel that is full of magic mm. they're both crazy and i want them to be together and i want him to mentor lucy and to go on an adventure because i don't feel like either of them will stop each other it will just keep spiraling it will go worse and worse and worse lucy lucy is going to ruin something and Jupiter North is also going to help. <laughs> It'll just be mayhem and I really want to see it. Oh, <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, what a oh sincere ending. <laughs> Three very different answers. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is just I want my, my himbo boys together with me. <laughs> oh, you're there, are you? <laughs> yes, I'm like the captain of the precinct. When they're fighting crime, I'm like, boys! <laughs> Give me a badge, do you know what I mean? Bring it in, boys, bring it in. Oh. Stop wrestling. Oh my gosh, that was all the questions. It was. This we, is the end, I think. Is, see you later. <laughs> we actually did it, I love this. That was super fun. It was. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Should we tell them the first book we're going to discuss? Yes. Yeah, go for it. So, the next episode is, it's the first book I ever recommended the girls, actually. About a month into our friendship, I forced it down their throats. <laughs> and it is... Red, White and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. Yay! So if you would like to join in on the conversation and, you know, not be totally spoiled, have a li- have a read, a quick read of uh, Red, White and Royal Blue before the next podcast episode next week. And it will be quick. And it w- trust me. You will read that shit. You do it in 45 minutes. <laughs> um, and we will be having a conversation about that in the next episode. But thank you so much for listening. Anything to add, girls? Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Horny Book Club. Same on Twitter, same on TikTok. Um, we're going to be putting stuff on the socials. So you can follow us. It's going to be great. It's going to be... Hello. I'm so excited. I'm gonna. Oh, we're all gonna reread it by next week. I am so excited. I can't wait. It's <laughs> gonna be amazing. Alice, how many times have you read this? This will be my fourth time reading it <laughs> in eighteen months. <laughs> I only read it for the first time last January. And that's love- all you need to know. Yeah. That's all you need to know. If that's not an endorsement enough, but yeah, come back for more fun, horny discussions about books that are either horny or not. We're just gonna be talking about every every book. Every book, ever. Every single book, <laughs> ever. That's the aim. Not including Catherine Narae. That's the week I'm not present. <laughs> Thanks so much That's for listening. It. See you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.